Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am excited to introduce you to another new Redemption Press author, Robert Hedenstrom. I'll call him Bob in our interview, and his new book, Everlasting Kingdom. But let me go ahead and give him a proper introduction before we jump in. Robert Hedenstrom has been a follower of Jesus and student of the Bible for 50 years with a BA in religion from Gustavus Adolphus College and an MDiv from Fuller Seminary. He is passionate about the Bible as the infallible word of God. Bob also holds a teaching certificate from the University of Texas in Austin, has been associate and youth pastor, is a certified financial planner. He has worked in various consulting roles for major American brokerage firms over the past 20 years. And Robert and his wife have three adult daughters and currently lives in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So let's roll that conversation. Well, Robert Hedenstrom, I am grateful to be able to call you Bob. Thank you so much for taking time today to be on the All Things Podcast. It is just delightful to be with you. And so welcome. Well, thank you, Athena. It's so good to see you again and uh, looking forward to chatting with you. Yes. So before we dive into all things uh, book related, I would love for our listeners to hear your story of one of your Romans 828 stories uh, where you just couldn't see how possibly God could bring good, but he did. And uh just showed his Romans 828 character to you in an amazing way. So I'm going to give you the digital stage for that story, and then we'll jump into your book. Okay. Well, thanks, Athena. Yeah. And it, it pertains to my book. I just, uh, when I, I, I work in a business where I meet a lot of people and, uh, and I, I, I met the wife of a, a, a Christian uh, editor uh, for a, a large publishing house and we hit it off found we had a lot in common and i met him and I told him about what i was doing with this book it's been in process for a long time and he said he'd like to have a look at it which was really gracious and he showed it around and people liked it um, but they had somebody in their fold in their stable that was already doing this kind of work and it came down to them not wanting competition or uh, feeling at cross purposes. And so uh, it was a situation where he said, you know, Bob, I, I think this book has a future, but but we can't use it. And, uh, and you know, gave me some help looking around. Well, um, that, that, that hit me pretty hard. I thought that God was just opening a door here that I didn't expect to see come about. Um, and I've got to tell you, the encouragement I got uh, from this this man was uh, tremendous. It, it helped me see this through. But uh, uh, one of the things that was really worked for good is I took a lot more time to finish it, and I let I let the book breathe. I I, 
you know, you, you spend time writing and it's kind of, it's, it's like pray thinking and you're with God and it's a great time. And then you, you can get away from it for a while, for a while and evaluate it and really make sure that it's still going toward, uh, you know, the, the people that you hope will read it and it's being written for them and is, is being written well for them. So it, it works. So that was a, turned out to be a real blessing. So then the no, the door closed where you thought it may be open, really moved you in a direction of really working more on the message and the manuscript. And I mean, that's a, such a great, because so often people kind of stop before, you know, it's hard work to write and to really work it through till the end, till it's really going to deliver what you feel like God has asked you to exactly. deliver. Exactly. And so that, that was a terrific thing. And, and in the process of the, he recommended I talk to you and I, I just loved what you had to offer and Redemption Press has done such a great job in helping mold this into a, a, a readable book format. And I, I'm just extraordinarily grateful uh, for the work you and your people do. It's, it's really a, I, I, it's, it's, um, I wouldn't have chosen any better, but I didn't know any better. I've never been done right. this before. Right. <laughs> Amen. Well, and, uh, the person that you're talking about, we, he and I go way back. We, uh, I knew him when he was an editor at a publisher before he was a literary agent. And yeah. so it's, it's just exciting to kind of see the, the people that he r really wants to work with, but when he, he can't get, to where he needs to be, he often sends them to us and we end up with a great relationship and a great product. And so it's exciting to see that come about. So closed doors aren't always bad things, but we see them <laughs> as bad. Oh, I know, especially when they hit you right in the nose, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, this, it's, it's a good thing. It sort of stings for a minute and then it's like, you know, turn around and, and all of a sudden another path opens and it's the one you would have chosen. So. Mm. Amen. So, okay. So digging into um, Everlasting Kingdom, the title of your book, um, yep. you speak of being frustrated at your attempts to read the Bible as a new Christian. Yeah. Tell us how your new book will help alleviate some of those frustrations for new Bible readers. Well, I tell you what, Athena, I was not ready uh, uh, to pick up a Bible after I became a Christian. It was really quite quite an, an experience. It was a long, long time ago now. But it was uh, one of those those things where God's love and power just, just hit me and just beyond anything I've ever felt before. And, uh, it, it, and there was nothing in the service that I liked. A friend invited me. His dad was a pastor. It was a guest speaker. It was a terrible sermon, awful singing. There was nothing about the service that would lend itself to me thinking, oh, this is something I want for my life. Uh, but at the end, he told the simple story of who Jesus is and what he's done, and that he was um, uh, standing at the door of our hearts and knocking, and it was up to us to let him in. I wrestled with that. I remember that struggle, and I 
there was something inside me that told me everything he said about Jesus in those last minutes of his talking was true. Mm. It took me that way. I opened up the door and it was like, God just showed up. Mm. And that's probably not usually the way God works with people, but given where I was in life, that's how he worked with me. So it was this incredible experience and I was just floating for days. It was um, something that drove me to, to the Bible. I thought, well, I guess this book has information, more information on what I just experienced. And so I opened it up and I landed in a book called Romans. And I started reading through it and justification and propitiation and all these, this tangle of words and concepts and ideas. And I thought, I, I then I went a little further and I, I, there were a couple of sentences I understood. But after spending maybe a month just struggling with the Bible, you know, I pretty much decided the Bible's not for me and probably this Jesus isn't for me. And so I just went back to the party and, you know, just started seeking all the uh, experiences I could uh, again in, in that world. The party ended badly. I came back. And um, uh, over time, as I look back, as I look back at my 17-year-old self, or my 22-year-old uh, self finishing college, my 30-year-old self finishing seminary, I, I, I have often thought, what would I, have, I like to have put in my hands at that time that could have been a real solid sound guide uh, to just help me understand what had happened, what this is about, what is this going to be? And so I wrote this book for people, again, who are beginning Christians. But I also noted as someone who'd been through a degree program, a bachelor's degree program in religion at Gustavus Adolphus College, getting a master's degree later at Fuller Seminary, and teaching a 10-week course in the Bible for people for a number of years, I still had a whole lot of gaps. Mm. So I just wanted to, I thought, oh, I, I, I just, when it came to the idea of writing a book, I thought I, uh, what, what happened is I, I wrote the book I always wished I could have read. Exactly. I love that because from our need and our felt need and not, not being able to find what we need in a book, that is often a motivator for us yeah. to actually write something that will meet that need. Because if, it's not unique to you. It's not unique to me. We realize, wow, if I'm struggling with this, there's other people struggling with it. And let's see how we can solve that. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly right. And so, and I, I still don't by any means think I've arrived or know everything. Not, not, there's not a very good chance that's going to happen in my lifetime. Yeah. But I tell you what, the, the experience of writing this and spending this time with God, because it was really my quiet time when I, got done with my family, um, church, work, all those those things that I love putting my time into, early mornings, late nights, writing this, being with God. It was really a great experience. And I found that uh, giving the book time to breathe and grow over time, uh, it's really become very close to what I hoped it would be. Mm. So good. So, so tell us how you went from a frustrated 17 year old 
to a student of the scripture with bachelor and master's degrees? Well, uh, as I noted, I, I first went down. Right. And looking up, I, uh, you know, God was still there. And this God I'd found or, or he found me, however that worked, uh, he took me right back. And mm -hmm. I had a, I had a lot of, of healing to do. And what happened is, I, you know, I started, um, uh, there was a Bible fellowship at our college I, I went to and uh, I started uh, going to church. I, I uh, started taking some courses in the Bible and in college and that type of thing sort of started easing into it and and uh and i didn't try to do it on my own and i'm, I'm terrible about saying I, yeah i can do this i can do anything but i i can't and 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 none of us can really right. uh, uh, but that 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 resulted in me just um getting pieces in place piece by piece i started in psalms memorizing psalms really looking to God through Psalms as I thought and about every word. Um, I, uh, music, getting on the worship team, a lot of scriptures and songs and, mm -hmm. and theologies and songs. Listen to sermons. As time went on, I found I had a lot of great pieces out there that had come together to help really help transform my life. And um, yet, uh, there was a hunger because I realized that there were still um, holes and there were still times I could try to open up a Bible and I, I could still be as lost as uh, confused as my 17 year old self. And um, uh, this, this was true after a college program. This was true after seminary even. And, um, you know, you get in the arena and you get busy, you just, as a youth pastor, associate pastor, you're just putting out a lot of fires. You don't have all that time, as people might think, to devote yourself to to the scripture. And mm -hmm. uh, and so it was born uh, I, 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 out, out of this real need to be able to help others with scripture, to help them understand it, uh, so they wouldn't have my experience. Yeah. I just don't do that for anyone. Amen. So you state that you wanted your book to provide a more inspirational view of scripture rather than an academic view. Yep. So can you provide some examples of how you achieved that? Oh yeah, that's a that's an that's a interesting question, and I I I, I think about uh, that too, and and I truly hope that I have uh, achieved it. But you know, an academic view of, of, of things is just endeavoring to master something you want to learn, something something you want to do um, or be able to do. Uh, you've got a lot of facts you got to get straight, whether it's learning how to throw a baseball or uh, play a guitar or dance or do algebra. Um, uh, you've, you've got to get some facts straight and you should never sleep through ninth grade algebra where they teach you the order of operations. I found that really sets a kid back. So anyway, but, um, you know, but the academic can also be quite, quite dull. And um, as an algebra class, my eyes just glazed over one day. I missed something that, that uh, I picked up later. But I tell you what, uh, I did not have the tools and the facts 
that I needed now. So I, I really want to make sure that in this book, Everlasting Kingdom, the facts about the New Testament are presented clearly, but I also want to uh, present those facts as much as I can in story and in narrative, uh, bringing some life and human color to it that sort of gets under our skin and gets into our hearts. So the facts all of a sudden uh, uh, just begin transforming us. They're not something that we've learned um, that that are, are simply uh, in our heads. So, you know, I've I've taken detailed work from from scholarship and then put it into language that normal people understand. I do that in my uh, everyday professional here in fin profession and financial services. Um, I've uh, I've in really tried to let scripture speak for itself, speak louder than me. And, uh, and again, through stories and narrative, I think that, you know, one example might be when Paul was uh, talking to the leadership in, in the church of Corinth, and this church was just a train wreck on so many levels, but he, he talks to the leaders and uh, he, these guys really feel like they have it made in Jesus. They're pretty proud of their spirituality. Right. They're, they're a little bit cocky. They, they uh, are well-fed and well-to-do. And Paul comes back and talks about, um, he juxtaposes what he goes through as an apostle of Christ, the things that he lacks, the things, the comforts that he misses, the difficult emotional uh, times, mental anguish he goes through uh, in really carrying out one of the most significant and successful ministries ever. And when you put those two side by side, you know, in the narrative, all of a sudden, for me, the inspiration was, you know, I just want to do whatever it takes, no matter how things come out for me uh, in terms of what I have or don't have. And that's that kind of, I guess, inspiration is born through the, the, the human things other people have gone through and that you find in Scripture. And it's then easier for the reader to go to see themselves in that narrative and go, so I, I felt that way before. We're all in that narrative. <laughs> we, all, yeah. we all feel those things. Wow. So um, let's ask you this one. How can both new Bible readers as well as seasoned Christians benefit from your new book? Well, you know, for new Bible readers, I think it's good to just get a good starting place where you can get some some good coaching that's really designed to uh, to help you learn uh, uh, what you need to do. If you're going to go out, I would suggest if you're going to go out and learn how to play golf, put the money into four good lessons so you get your swing right, right out of the box, and you don't have to correct that. But even once you do have that swing in place and once you do have sort of that, okay, I, I get what this Bible is saying, I, 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 and, and I'm continuing to grow in this, uh, just as in you grow in anything else, a sport, uh, an area of interest. Um, we sharpen each other by, by communicating with each other. And I've been, I always enjoy being sharpened by listening to people smarter than me who've written brilliant things, 
who uh, have brilliant things to say, who have been able to think about things I haven't had the time to think about. I like to take from them. Well, this is the area I've decided I wanted to put most of my time in to help people that don't have the time to think about it. Um, I, I think it'll benefit everyone. And uh, my gosh, I think I started this book in 2005. So it's, wow. it's taken a lot of time to think about it. Yeah. Well, almost 20 years in the making. Almost 20 years in the making. Again, wow. in, in those moments where I, I can find time or sometimes getting away for a little bit of a retreat to make time and, mm. and try uh, maybe supercharge a little bit of, of the, the text. Yeah. So, okay. So last question, why is it important to have a comprehensive overview of the Bible? Well, I think it's important to have a comprehensive overview of the Bible just to, to uh, make sure that um, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling and I, I don't know if I want to say that. I'll just say it. Um, there are a lot of, uh, of people that can kind of get you on the wrong road with the Bible. And uh, if you have a comprehensive overview, if, if you understand how uh, the, the, the things in Genesis and Exodus throughout the Old Testament inform the things in the New Testament, and you see there is a solid foundation that God has, has given. And I've dedicated one chapter of the book to creating that overview of the Old Testament, actually from Genesis to Jesus, so people can understand the roots and then the foundation that their Christian faith is built on. And with that in place, going on to understand what the apostles are saying in, in, in the text of, of the epistles and, and through the gospels uh, and all that sort of thing. And, being able to understand a little bit about the culture they're writing in and writing to and some idioms some things that might not make perfect sense at once knowing some of the cultural challenges that were being addressed and faced that translates over to what we face too but um by having all of that in 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 place uh it really helps us stay on the beam and concentrate on what we need to be doing and that's loving god and loving others mm. amen the bottom line of the scripture love god and love others it is i love that so if we have some people who have been listening today and they would like to just find out more about you connect with you online what is the best way for them to do that well, I've, I've got a uh, email address they can write to. Right. Uh, I'm going to create a website here. I've been very, very busy with uh, other things here the past couple of months, unfortunately, but I will have a website. Uh, and uh, the, But the email address is everlastingkingdom321. So it's all one word, everlastingkingdom321 at Gmail dot com and uh, i would be happy to hear from anyone who has further questions or just wants to chat and uh, uh you know love love talking to people and talking about these things wonderful well bob thank you so much for your time today it has been just uh, delightful to hear the backstory and to understand um just kind of how this whole um, concept was birthed to really bring 
that understanding. We There's so much confusion on the Bible, even with people that sit in church every week. So I love that you've given something that really can speak to both that new person and that person that's been in the faith for a while and yeah. still, you know, struggles with understanding some of those foundational things. So God bless your ministry and just keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Athena. It's, it's so good again, talking to you a little bit and uh, you do the same and uh, we, we appreciate you very much. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.